friends, welcome back to Podcast in a Pear Tree. I'm Samantha. I'm Danielle. And I'm Erin Lee. And today we have an extra special guest with us. We're so excited to welcome Samantha's husband, Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. <laughs> Tom's, Tom's from merry old England. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and we are all wearing our, make, let me make sure I get this very British, Tom. We're all wearing our dressing gowns. <laughs> <laughs> that is the official term. Yes, it is a dressing gown. Mm-hmm. We are For wearing. For those of you in America, we're wearing bathrobes. <laughs> we're wearing bathrobes to get into the holiday spirit. I'm trying to set a comfortable atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah. we're in dressing gowns. Tom's also a Christmas movie enthusiast. So he's joining us today to give us. His opinion. Uh, another true story, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On our next film that we're going to uh, talk about today. But before we get there, has anybody watched anything interesting this week? Well, I did. I watched Christmas in Pine Valley on Gap. And you could skip it. You really could. Um, there was some redeeming value to it. There were some funny moments. I really enjoyed at one point the two male love interests kind of had a wood splitting competition and the girls just kind of watched, which was very entertaining. <laughs> As you do. Funky men splitting wood. Wow. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, it was uh, it was a pr- pretty regular. It's like I said before, GAC is a young network. They are doing <laughs> what Hallmark did 10 years ago and what Lifetime did probably eight years ago. So give them a decade. They might be really good. Hasn't the bar been set already? I don't know. Why do they need to start so low and so cheesy? I don't think they're doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even sadder, though. It does. <laughs> Well, I watched um, Inventing the Christmas Prince, which is on Hallmark. I started it. I shouldn't say I finished it. I fell asleep, but not because it was bad, because it was just late. But it has one of the Maori sisters, Tamara Maori. So it started off really good. I'll get back into it this week. That's on my list. All I saw was Tamara Maori reading a book to a class full of children about this prince. promoted literacy. Yes. And I think it's about this prince. I don't even know the synopsis of this one i like to go in them very very so don't know anything fresh light fresh eyes what about you danielle i saw a movie on lifetime that was i think from last week which was well-suited christmas so i thought about that like what could this possibly again i go into it not knowing what that is it's also a good test of like how good is the title in this movie for this movie right like does it make sense and so the main character she is a fashion designer and she does men's suits and She does very untraditional colors, not just black suits, but then she gets recruited to do this like competition. I I saw it too. I liked it. I liked it. Does she do yes. Christmas suits, Erin Yeah, I think her suit at the end is like a red and green plaid. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because, one, it had inclusion of just different backgrounds and stories, highlighting foster youth and trying to destigmatize having a foster background and also having immigrant parents and appreciating um, that experience. So there's a lot of things that were happening in that film that I appreciated complementing the fairly usual plot lines for a nice movie. Um, although the guy who played the lead, he wasn't was his very hair chiseled. luscious. Yeah, it was he very had the most delicious hair. Yeah. I was like, what is <laughs> wow. this? Is he real? He didn't seem like a real individual. I would like that volume. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to watch it just for the hair. Come for the hair, stay for the suits. And and he was 
he mentors a, a kid in the movie named Demario, who is also kind of steals the movie a little bit. His character is really nice. Yeah, he it. did. Demario was really fun in that. So I would I would recommend it's probably not a repeat watch, but definitely something you want to catch at least once. Well, let's get into it. I'm really excited to review this film. I've been looking forward to it all year. Well, since they started the previews, basically. It's Three Wise Men and a Baby. It's a play on the 90s, is it 80s or 90s? 87? Ooh, Late 87. 80s classic, Three Men and a Baby. I think it's really fun. It's also a departure from Three Men and a Baby simply because these are three brothers, but they all either live with their mom or <laughs> near their mom or it's a very... Um, Under their fun. mom. Yeah, it's a very mother-son film, whereas Three Men and a Baby was very like these three bachelors in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a departure in that way. This is more three troubled men who haven't travelled far from their mum's nest. Yeah, <laughs> yes, spot on. <laughs> it's like the other end of the spectrum. It is the, the other end of the spectrum. Three men and a baby. I liked him. I liked that it had three clearly defined characters in it, really. I liked each brother was... Kind of each one there was the bad brother, the sort of um socially anxious, socially anxious pet therapist oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, pet therapist. And then the sort of do everything perfectionist brother. I loved them all. Yeah. The perfectionist yeah. firefighter brother. And then they there was the bad boy kind of Charlie Sheen in the 90s sounding gamer brother. So yeah, it's all three of those guys. And then there's a baby that gets dropped off at the fire station and they don't know who it belongs to. And before that, the mom's like freaking out because she hasn't decorated for the holidays and she's like really <gasps> obsessed with decorating for the holidays even though her house is fully decorated she just yeah. doesn't have her tree up there's garland hanging off your windows right and there's lights and she's she's, <laughs> she's like, like we're the only family that hasn't decorated and she's like desperate to get the sons over to decorate but she her house is full of decorations yeah so did she okay there was a, like a house decorating competition did she want to enter I was confused by that part and also confused by the neighbor who was like apparently the king of the decorating, mm -hmm. but seemed kind of like a tool. Yeah, he was yeah. like a slush. He was the king of decorating, four times winner, four years in a row of the Channel 7 Christmas wow, decorating. Tom, you remember this. That's impressive. I know. Okay, you okay. to remember Tom. Wow. You know, he's current impressive. But he was also the school bully from back in the day. So he, you know, would shove him in and lockers he, and things like that. And yeah, he happened I don't know, he just popped in every now and again. Yeah, he was just around. He took the Mickey and then left. Yeah, he did. He did. The mom, though, it was really funny. The whole time, the whole film, I was trying to figure out who is that mom? I've seen her before. And she's actually Blair Waldorf's mom in Gossip Girl. But she also, fun fact, was in Three Men and a Baby, right? Yes, Tom? she was. Mm -hmm. So yes, she, she was. Know. She played Tom Selleck's girlfriend in Three Men and a Baby. Ah, okay. So wild. I know, right? I'm really glad that they brought Margaret Collin back for this movie. It, it was one of the high points for me. Now, my expectations were really high going into this one. Uh, like we said in the preview episode, I admitted that I have not seen Three Men and a Baby in quite some time. And so I went back and rewatched that. And I think there were so many missed opportunities here. We, we could have had so many really wonderful references to Three Men and a Baby that we just didn't get. There's no character named Mary. I was like, there should be a character named Mary that's about the age of the baby now. Now. Right. I thought it was a missed opportunity that their last name was Brenner. I'm like, why the heck wasn't their last name Wise? It should have been the Wise Brothers. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Funny, yeah. And then, wise men. And then I was also incredibly disappointed that if you watch Three Men and a Baby again, at the very end, when they all decide to live in the apartment and raise the baby together, the three men and the mother, they take the baby out and they have a stroller that has like extender arms so oh, they yeah. can all push. <laughs> Why was there not a stroller with extender arms? So all three of those guys were pushing the baby stroller at one point. Missed opportunity. I know, but I feel like they were constantly like trying to drop the baby off with each other and like get away and go do something else. (laughs) But when they had the baby at the mall and they all took pictures with Santa, they were all pushing. They were walking through the store together. And I'm like, right there, right there. We could have had the extender and it wouldn't have been a hard thing to do. No. And interestingly, Stefan, the anxious brother, for one moment there, wasn't socially anxious. He could dress up as an elf, get in front of everybody in like a big mall, <laughs> but also couldn't stand the idea of bumping into somebody walking his dog in the park. Well, that, <laughs> that guy kind of lost his talk at the animal shelter is really bad. Yeah, he, couldn't about do that. he couldn't do a talk at an animal shelter, but he could like dress up as an elf and dance around in the mall or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's something there that his character got his little foible slipped there a little bit, but. I love Stefan. He was my favorite, by the way. So I'm not giving him a hard time. I loved him. Yeah, I love Stefan too. I I mean, this is a different story too, because, you know, we don't have a dead dad. We have an absent father. And that's where a lot of their trauma comes from. Yeah, which didn't become apparent right away. It was only till the mum went to the aunt. Yeah. And she mentioned that because I thought it was the classic dad's died, brothers are troubled. Right. And actually, mum was like, oh, whatever the dad was called, Ron disappeared. Uh, I can't remember what what name she used, even if she did. But then I was like, ah, okay. And now we're seeing all these sort of troubled issues with the brothers and and it starts to join the dots a little bit. Mm. Danielle, what are your thoughts? I I thought it was very cute. Um, I also didn't refresh my memory of what the original movie was. So coming into it, just kind of to appreciate it and not make comparisons. There were cute moments, like the dance of the sugar plum fairy that they would do together. Yeah. So brilliant. Brilliant. By far the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Those guys nailed it. They did. They did. They nailed, <laughs> they nailed it. it. They, they practiced that. They got that down. And uh, oh. I really hope they had fun doing it. Yeah. They felt like three brothers in that moment. You know what I mean? And that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing about family. That was the undercurrent of this of this whole film for me. And I, that's what I really liked. It wasn't overly Christmassy, but the sort of family nature of it all kind of, that's what really drove the the Christmas feel to it for me. And the baby yeah. and the pink roller. I did really like that, though we did have some love interests for each of the three main characters, mm-hmm. that the love story was really a brotherly love story. It was right. these three guys falling in love with each other and yeah. trying to do something great for their mom. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, and I had these little sort of storylines that kept the momentum going. So I had the, the three brothers, that was the slow the unfolding story of them falling in love with each other the realization that they needed to be better for the mum there was the christmas decorating competition there was looking after the baby these little sort of sub stories that were keeping the whole film rolling and the plot going on and i felt nice watching it i think you know and that's kind of like three men and a little baby who's kind of rooting for them a little bit and that's what i liked about it i mean they did have the diaper scene right and like yeah messy cookie scene Mm-hmm. One of the brothers squirted the other brother with the faucet. So it was like the getting peed on scene. Right. Yeah. There were it's Hallmark. Little... We can't pee on you. So yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out Hallmark is getting spicy. <laughs> Andrew W. Walker appeared without his shirt on in this. I know. It's very rare for Hallmark. 
That is rare. Uh, Danielle, it doesn't seem as rare on Lifetime. You're our Lifetime expert. Are there a lot of shirtless men on Lifetime? Uh, you know, I don't know if I've noticed. There are definitely a lot of like, you can tell that they're hunky because of how tight their shirt is. Right. <laughs> they actually like took off the shirt. That's a good question. I, you know what? I do remember there was, yes, that has happened before because there's these awkward moments usually where like the female love interest and the male love interest, they're like, there was, they, they're like, they maybe accidentally like go into the same room, like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That's definitely happened in a few movies before. <laughs> I've kind of seen that happen. Well, Mario Lopez is never shirtless. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's very true. You know, the actor who plays Stephen, the brother, was one of the co-writers for this film. And when it was asked, why did you think of writing this movie? He was like, oh, we just wanted to have an excuse to work with a baby. So it wasn't like this direct, oh, we wanted it to be a like reference linked. to, yeah, a link to the film, but rather an excuse to work with a baby. I was like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Okay. And the baby was yeah. good. Good acting from the baby, right? <laughs> in his moments, no, the, the baby was great. Yeah, it was great. You know, it did its thing and kind of like looked puzzled. It had some great time. facial expressions in there. Yeah, I thought this Way baby. Way to go, baby. Going. Yeah. The part where um, it goes a little haywire for me, though, is when the mom finally comes back and she just like comes up. from the crowd and is like, that's my baby. My baby. <laughs> oh. And then she like takes the baby and like, with what proof? Like, who knows who she is? She just, yeah, everyone just was like, verify oh, okay. that you are the mother of the baby. We're yeah, going to like, need just a, give it a to blood her. sample. And Luke, why was Luke so sure it wasn't his? He's like, definitely not mine. <laughs> it's 100% not, not mine. I'm like, okay, is this, where's this going? Because he has sex <laughs> in a year. He's <laughs> <laughs> been too busy. Well then, well, and that, I'm like, I, that's the only way that there's going to be that much confidence that the baby is not yours. Yes, because he never has time for himself, actually. Thank well, and there agree. was one part, remember, Tom, there was like a twist that we thought was coming, but that never came, where Tom thought that he was lying to like his co-workers about having that house to like sound like he had his life together. <laughs> I just got living in the basement. I, I just got into it. I was overthinking the film. I forgot I was watching a Hallmark movie. It all ends up well, and the lead brother gets with the mom of the baby. Is that really what I was a little unclear at the end? What, yeah, were it was they like, together, yeah. or was, was like, it okay? You felt that okay? Yeah. yeah, it was like Christmas in the future when they were it was together. One year later, they were all there together having Christmas. She had moved in with the baby. Yeah, um, they were all coupled up. I thought Fiona and Taylor were there. Susie and Stephen or Stefan were there. Yeah, Barbara was there. They were all there except for somebody named Mary. The mom could have been Mary. I know. Yeah. So many people in that movie could have been Mary. You, they needed a Mary. I wish we could redo this one for them. <laughs> I feel like we know. I feel like we could do a better job. Mm -hmm. So I you think we, you don't like it. Here's what I'm saying, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> if this were just called Baby Christmas... <laughs> and it had nothing to do with three men and a baby. Would you have liked it? Hmm. Well, you stumped me with that question. And like, as soon as you <laughs> take out that element of three men and a baby, is it that good? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel like it's okay. On it's the good okay. side, it's okay. It's cute. It's, cute. it's, it's cute. cute. It's cute. It's right? cute. It was a fun. It was watch. fun. It wasn't overly festive, but it's still fun. It got me into. I late to the holiday season. I've not been in the holiday spirit. I'll, I'll admit it. I sat down this weekend with Sam, watched some films, 
And this one for me stood out. It had laugh out loud moments. Yeah, that's it. It had laugh out loud moments. It had nice little stories to it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was good. I would I watch it again? 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm scrolling my phone. I am playing Candy Crush. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. What do you think, Danielle? I enjoyed watching it. And again, I didn't have a frame of reference for the previous film. So I, I liked it. I thought it was cute. I liked when the brothers came together and dressed up as in the elf costume and made this like cool photo. And then also the dance of the sugar plum fairy thing. So those elements made it cute but I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again if it was on great in the background I feel like we enjoyed sitting on the couch watching it together I've got guests over I'm sitting down and I'm excitedly saying to him have you guys seen this before it's brilliant watch this now I'm but I mean but I I also agree with Aaron Lee there are some you know when you zoom in there's some big missed opportunities I think I just forgot about the whole three men and a baby thing but yeah, eight out of ten candy canes for me. <laughs> I know you guys don't use a rating system. I love that. That's my rating system. Uh, it's worth putting your bathrobe on for. There you go. Well, thank you so much. You know, I realized something. You know, I showed my age. I've been saying, please like and subscribe. And we don't like and subscribe anymore. We follow and rate. We Folks, follow, follow rate. us. Rate us with five stars. If you feel so inclined, write a review. We would love to hear what you have to say about our little show. Thanks for listening and find us where you find your podcasts. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. I had a blast. <laughs>